Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? This is... This is, is for it real. Is it This is for Philip, I think you have baby brain. Well, I definitely have baby brain. Baby brain. I, yeah. Can we do that over again? Yeah. Okay. You <laughs> are listening, listening oh. to... Is it for real? Yeah, I have got the baby brain, but luckily I've got a good reason for it is because we had a baby. You had a baby! Congratulations! Yeah. Um, wow. Did you know you were going to have a baby? No, it was a very much surprise (laughs) to both Nora L and myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we got Nora L's suggestion in just under the water wire. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, yeah, what our world is I think a that real triggered it. before and after. And yeah. it could trigger, it could trigger what are being. I think listening to that podcast is going to trigger a lot of other surprise babies, you know. Philip, <laughs> um, you've been a, a new papa for a week. Uh, what's... Yeah, yeah a, le- a, a leaky week. What is your, what's your biggest takeaway from your week? What's your Hummer, Bumber, and Dumber about being a pop? Ooh, uh, the Hummer is just, uh, she's so incredibly cute. Um, you know, little baby, little baby A is so crazy cute. Yes. Um, the, the Dumber. Yeah, what's the um, Dumber about having a baby? Um, it's, it is changing the diapers, not like the actual changing of it, but it's it's the surprise pee. Mm. Like, you know, after mm-hmm. I've changed the diaper, she'll pee and it's just dumb of her because yeah. she doesn't like it because it yeah. makes everything wet and then she cries. Yeah, she's uh, not into that. And it's just like, get get that done with before I change your diaper. Yeah. Not right that after is... I have and do like a little fountain. That's dumb. That is... And then the bummer. I like that when you start, you didn't end with the Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Followed up with a dumber and a bummer. But what's the yeah. bummer? The the bummer, um, eh, you know, nothing. I can't say nothing. So, um, let's see. The bummer is... You can't get enough of her? I can't get enough. That's true. Oh, that's a good um, No, the, the bummer, here's the bummer. Um, so she cycles through all these expressions, but mm. a, apparently she can't control them. Yeah. So they're all a lie. Yes. So we'll wow. like little giggle or a smile. Gas. Or some cute face. And Love it, it's gas. They're lies. These yeah. aren't real. And yeah. So that's you're going to get gas lit into loving that baby. I, I know. He's <laughs> just faking us all Well, so um, I think we have to ask Philip and Nora L, fatherhood, motherhood, is, is it, it for is real? Is it for real? I mean, this is the stage where I'm at right now is sort of like saying that. Um, like the credits? Well, no, like I would opening. say it's sort of like saying, picking one of my movies, that uh, one crazy summer is for real when I watch it as like a eight-year-old. Yeah. Um, and so I need to let this percolate a little bit. Yeah. And, and see. Let that it simmer. Good. Let that baby yeah. simmer. Get back to us. Is it gonna Is it gonna become a Time Bandits or is it going to become a Crocodile Dundee? Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, how interesting. Will parenthood hold up and is it for real? Yeah. I love it. I was thinking we should have watched, oh, what is that movie with Michael Keaton? The one about him? Oh, Mr. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. In yeah, honor of Philip becoming a... Yeah. I watched oh, yeah. that a bunch when I was a kid. It could be our next one. It is on the list. Yeah, I'd watch. I'd do it. 
Speaking of movies that are on the list, we have a movie this week that we're going to be looking yeah, at. It's not a baby podcast. This is, uh, this, is a, this is a movie about kids that aren't babies anymore, but are still kids. True. Um, Katie, do you want to intro our movie this week? Yes. This week, um, and I, I also want to say that I believe that this is possibly Baby A's first movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah because um baby a watched this movie we finished it in the hospital so that's right we watched half of it the night before dedication to the podcast yeah exactly um which is such an honor and i think our our guest today is honored as well that she got to select um what ultimately ended up being baby a's first movie so please welcome to the podcast um longtime listener first time caller Annie, I see you. Yes. I'm fangirling, frankly. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone. No. Hey, oh it's my such God. a treat to be on here on these <laughs> airwaves. Yeah, yeah. So, Annie, I see you. Um, I know, I know that you have uh, long recommended several times over Troop Beverly Hills. So, can you tell us a little bit about um, why you recommended it and what Troop Beverly Hills means to you? I would love to. So, Troop Beverly Hills is one of my top classic childhood movie and it's kind of at the level oh so like my level for this movie oh okay long time um, listener is is that it's one of those movies that we never owned it we always rented it but we rented it with enough that i would recognize that like the first sound of a movie and i think this is kind of like a vhs thing like you're watching the credits and it starts and you realize what movie it is and you get so excited and this was one of those movies that, like, we would rent it for, you know, a sleepover birthday party mm-hmm. or something like that. And I would just get so excited to watch it. Um, the costumes are amazing. Shelley Long is fantastic. I feel like it was just, like, a fun little fantasy world of, like, this movie. And the story, I remember, pretty was pretty good. Um, and to kind of jump into a little synopsis, yeah, um, please. It's, it's kind of like a like a ragtag team of kids that are the underdogs and they go up against, you know, the established ones, essentially the, the red fed, the red feathers. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's about a girl scout troop that essentially kind of like fights, like literally fights to stay alive. Um, but Shelley Long is this Beverly Hills soon to be divorcee. She separated with her husband and her husband criticizes her for never following through one thing. She like starts everything and she never finished. So I think she's kind of motivated to, um, she had just signed up to be her daughter's like Girl Scout and that's where the movie begins. And, and it follows the Girl Scout troop uh, to the final jamboree at the end of the year, which is a two day hike in some like, I don't know, like decently intense LA mountain. Um, but it's, and that just kind of like follows their storyline. But I feel like it has some very good songs that I would be like hiking with friends like in high school and just like burst into the songs. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it's just, and I, I, it's got a little bit of, a little bit for everyone is what I remembered. So I'm curious to see what you guys think about it. Thanks, Thank Annie. You. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was great. I mean, do you have any pressing questions now before we yeah. start? Or because you, you normally have such great questions. Oh my god. You can you can send them in live later into the Yeah, live maybe I'll stream. send them in. Send them in live. All right. Um, yeah. So you'll be hearing from me later. Yeah. Well, maybe I have a question because we do have two Californians right now on this podcast. Is growing up slash living in California 
just like true Beverly Hills. 100%. Yeah. I don't know about you. I've lived here for four years almost, and uh, my life is just like that. That's correct. That's the correct answer. Thank you. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Annie. I see you. Thanks, Annie. Annie. All right. Troop Beverly Hills, which I got confused in my head for a long time as a kid. And I thought this was the same movie as Beverly Hills Cop because I thought troops and cops. And I never understood that there was a difference between the two, Um, which which is not my level, but it leads into my level. My level is going to be uh, Troop 647, which is my troop as a child, my Girl Scout troop. Um, and I like Troop 647 because that was uh, one of the phone number starters for Severna Park, Maryland. And so it wasn't mine. Mine was 544, but I settled for 647. That was before you had to use area codes. Um, so I am a Girl Scout uh, through and through. Um, and so I resonated with that, but I've never seen this movie before and I had no idea what it was about. Uh, I, I can go next. Um, I have seen this one back in the day. Um, I, once or twice, I want to say just once. We definitely rented it because I, I saw definitely the whole movie. Um, and then, but haven't seen it, you know, since I was like eight until now. And um, I am going to give my rating a Camp Juliet Low because I'm sure this was a movie my sister picked out. Mm. And she went uh, several summers, I think, to Camp Juliet Low, who's the founder of the Girl Scouts. And so I would always tag along to like drop her off and pick her up, the younger brother. Um, And so that was my familiarity with Girl Scouts. So it's very casually. Um, I'm hesitant to give my level because I can't get out of my head and I'm afraid it's going to be offensive now. But um, I'm going to give myself um, a date night level because it was with an ex-girlfriend that um, I first watched this movie who insisted that I watch this movie. So I watched this movie for the first time as an adult. I was not aware it existed at all. I had no clue this movie existed, which is surprising. Um, So I probably watched it like... I don't know, six or seven years ago as an adult. And then um, it's with uh, my, the current love of my life, girlfriend who shall remain nameless, who um, brought it back up and with whom I watched it again. So I've seen this movie twice. Um, so, oh, continue, sorry. That's yeah. it. That That's um, okay. that's it, date with, night level. So this was a different person that you went on a date with and watched Troop Beverly Hills. Yep. <laughs> and was this like an early like a first date sort of thing no no this was like into our relationship right. yeah yeah do you like think that you have some sort of like weird thing that you only love women <laughs> who like this movie who yeah. like this movie yeah maybe maybe so but it's weird it, it is I just remember watching it being like how do I know nothing about this movie because I hadn't even heard the title like I didn't even I would have probably gotten it mixed up for um, Beverly Hills Cop but um, I didn't even know this existed mm. so yeah but I will say I'd, I had seen it pretty recent so wow yeah well let's dive deep down okay. into Troop 332 um this movie was made in 1989 yep and there's a cartoon opener like every other movie from the 80s and fun fact because that's what Mm -hmm. we're about is uh this was the animator of ren and stimpy and it was like his first gig and uh yeah i think there were some other facts but that's the main thing that was the fact that i had too from my resident uh uh illustrator picked that up immediately 
I have yeah. a fun fact um, to pivot to adjacent to that fun fact is apparently with an interview with the Ren and Stimpy slash True Beverly Hills uh, cartoonist, uh, he was saying that he really loved doing it because apparently like you're not usually allowed to depict females as sexy apparently in cartoons. Yeah, that. That Did was, you read that? Yeah, and very confused. I didn't really understand it. But then I read it before watching the movie and then I watched it. I'm like, well, that person that he's depicting is sexy. Is that why, for like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, they may, had to make her look like a bag of mashed potatoes? potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's why. Make her look it's, more like mashed potatoes. Cartoonist law. Yeah. Also, the the song that goes along with that animation, "Make It Big" by the Beach Boys, yes. sounds like Kokomo but on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not their best. I was like, "What is this like cheap ass Beach Boys knockoff?" And then I like Shazammed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, same. Sponsor. Yeah. Uh, like, what? This is the Beach Boys? It feels uh. like it's the Beach Boys, but with a Z, you know? It's yeah. Like, it's a cool it, song. Yeah. It's not and, good. And they play uh, well, it twice in the movie. Uh, I will also say that the intro, while cool and stuff, it just went on way too long. Yeah. I was floored by how long it so went long. On. We have gotten a lot of movies, um, this podcast, that open with like this cartoon opening, which yeah. is interesting. Um, one of the first notes I wrote down, I mean, other than getting into we, what, what Annie ICU said, which is that we learned that they need, they needed a new troop leader for Beverly Hills is that all of the names of the women in this movie confused me. They all sound the same. They're like Phyllis Flander and Neffler Muffler and yeah. Diffley Flaffler. And I'm yeah. like, what are these names and why are these, why are you saying them first and last? And why do they all like, it's like, they sound the exact same in my ears. So yeah. much so that like, I can't they... even come up with an example. I know what you well, mean. Well, I wrote a few down. Uh, Neffler, Neffler, oh, Neffler's Phyllis Mufflers. Neffler. Yeah. Phyllis, oh, Phyllis Neffler, Mrs. Plander. Why? Why do that? I don't know. Yeah. What's the, what's the um, scout? What's the people? Sorry. What's the, um, what's the bad wilderness girl scout leader's name? Oh. Mrs. Plander? What's her yeah. First name, you know? I wrote Bossy Head, Mrs. Okay, Plander. Head. I think her name is Mrs. Plander. Okay. Could be wrong. And then, so we we quickly realized that we're dealing with wilderness girls and not the Girl Scouts. Wait, and yeah. Velda Plender. Velda. That's what it is. Velda. <laughs> Velda. Yeah. Velda yeah. Plender and Phyllis Muff, Muffler. Yeah. Phyllis Neffler. What? What? Vicky's I was also uh, reading everywhere that it's like Velda Plender. It's like that actress's last movie before she went on to like be this like pretty well-known director producer. Hmm. Um, but I don't know what she's from anyway. I didn't really recognize her. It's like, is it her first movie too? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, but so we realized quickly that we're not talking about Girl Scouts. We're talking about wilderness girls. And right. I guess that was because Girl Scouts wouldn't give them the rights. Yeah, they, they just about it. They just didn't feel that it was spirit of Girl Scouts, which I don't know. I got to tell you, like if that had been the Girl Scouts, I might have been interested because Girl Scouts did a lot more sewing and making, you know, stamps out of potatoes. See, this literally. is how different we are. <laughs> I loved making stamps out of potatoes yeah, and yeah, cornhouse yeah. dolls and you would have wanted to have been out there. Yes. Wrapping legs yes, and you... tourniquets. And... Yes. Yes. If we I could know. learn how to do that. The Cub Scouts, because I never made it to Boy Scouts, um, we did a lot of like as well we did camping um yeah it feels like girl scouts didn't really camp that much i camped as a girl scout and if you ask my mother who was my troop leader for a little spell she is forever proud of the pineapple upside down cake she made over a fire (laughs) 
So that's wow. awesome. That's well, yeah. I'll tell you what, I was a brownie. I was the only brownie that ordered Fine. told me that before right? <laughs> there's a picture I don't know why just tickles me i love it so <laughs> there's much there's a picture of all the other brownies and jumpers and i'm there with like my three fingers up with pants which whatever dude and so then um uh so my mother was the den mother this week and i bring up potato stamps because we were doing potato stamps and i you were cutting them with like an exacto knife and i stabbed on the finger and it started gushing blood uh, and I squeezed it and it, bl- it bled more and it freaked the crap out of me. So I went up and took a nap in my own bed because we were in my house. And that was the last time I went to Brownie. Do you think that you date women who are nurses because of your past history? Maybe. But the last thing I'll say about it is when I was in Peace Corps in Honduras, we had an environmental fair and we had to come up with how to make a stamp on all of these recycled bookmarks. And guess who could make a potato? And guess who was declared a genius? You. <laughs> It was me, uh, and wow. I was pretty. I was pretty that, proud. I did not think it was going to be Kate. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Anyway, um, yes, but so the w- wilderness girls. Phyllis. Phyllis has a shopping montage in Beverly Hills, which is yep. what you do mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills, and she goes home. And one thing I'd like to note as a California resident resident is that she had the sprinklers running outside of her house in the middle of the day, and that's not illegal. Cool. You can't oh, do no. that. It's not in SoCal. So, not in SoCal. You can't do it. Um, yeah. But we find out that she has a full staff of non-white people who work yes. for her and uh, is getting s- separated from Coach. I know. Yeah, yeah. a young Coach. coach. I love Coach. I love everything about Coach, and I don't believe that he's a a bad guy. I was worried they were going to make him a bad, bad guy. No, yeah. Have you seen, uh, what is the Keanu Reeves movie, The Devil's Advocate? Point Break? Yes. Um, Have you seen Point Break? (laughs) No, Devil's Advocate. Yes. Coach is a that's it's almost like race the goodness that he developed in coach because God. all I can think of he's like a is he a, a che- like a murderer oh I don't know man I'm thinking murderer, of some I other think. scenes from devil's advocate that are yeah. no I've never seen it but now I never will because I want to preserve my memory yeah, don't, of coach. Don't, don't watch it because it'll change your opinion yeah. um, so anyways uh yeah they're getting separated slash divorced and it's just all sorts of passive aggressive moving i my note is that he's very inefficient at moving weight like he's like <laughs> i need to get my dumbbells and he grabs like two 10 pound dumbbells it's like okay those other 10 that are lying there yeah I'm yeah he's, these. I he's think, moving out piece by piece i think both of those parents should be called on child protective services on them because they have a child who's on a balance yeah. beam by herself with the thinnest of mats. The thinnest if she of mats. thinks that mat, she's doing a balance beam with like a yoga mat for protection, which is crazy. Yeah. Dangerous. Okay. Um, so we, we get, oh yeah, go ahead, Philip. I was going to say, throwing out the, the fun fact, uh, yeah. Hannah, balance beam girl, is Jenny, Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis. <laughs> uh, sort of alt country indie darling, which is right. yeah, great, you know. And one of her later videos, and I can't remember what song it is, references True Beverly Hills, like which that, is interesting. Oh. That's not me or something like that. That's not they, me, yeah. People think she's the girl from Small Wonder. The like, other, Harriet, yeah, the other girl in yeah. this movie, which is kind of weird. I don't think they really look alike, but I guess- they, Oh, oh, that that girl was in Small Wonder. She's the neighbor. Next door neighbor, Harriet, yeah. Oh. 
She's great. She's a good, she's, she's pretty good in this All movie, of these little kids, by the way, are great in this movie, yeah. I think. They're really good. Um, but so I, one thing I want to point out is the hideous bedroom that belongs to Phyllis, which is like 17 shades of pink and painted couches. And then I love that she's smoking constantly through that uh, stick. Yeah. To this whole movie, she's oh, yeah, it's like movie. the longest of cigarettes. And there's so much carpet in their house. So much. Smells, oh, it stinks. It smells so bad. It smells so bad. The smell of vision on that, it stinks so bad. She also then like throws Craig T. Nelson's um, clothes out. And who really loses in this is the gardener who she just keeps on throwing clothes at. I love that he yeah. doesn't react at all. He, he doesn't, just, like, yeah. It's like it started raining clothes. Yeah, it's crazy. I, which makes me sort of think that there must have been an opportunity or a, a time where she threw out clothes and he stopped and picked them up and they yelled at him. And they're yeah, like, totally. Never, never react to this again. And so now he's just immune to any of the crazy shit that they pull. That's like exactly. It. The next set of scenes is like this little like introduction montage to like all the girls that were going to be all the different types of girls from Beverly Hills. Yes. With Kelly um, Martin, which is one of them. Kelly Would Martin. She? Nobody. Uh, Kelly Martin was in Life Goes On. And yeah. Then, yeah. Wait, and then she which... was in ER. She's the girl whose dad lost his job. Oh, Emily. Hard up. I know her by Emily bucks. in the movie. She's Emily. Emily. Uh, I want, I'm very curious more about this dictator's child. I, I don't really. It's, it's the dictator of the Philippines. And then it's like, well, what? Maybe. Uh, because, yeah, I think they're, like, switching different things around. Because I think they're yeah. sort of doing a little bit of a Mel DeMarcos, which, uh, right. another fun fact, I think she lived in Columbus, Georgia, where I grew up a little bit. In, oh, really? And, yeah, after, when she was, like, exiled, and she was, mm, like, yikes. involved with, like, one of the families from the school I went to, like, they housed her or something like that. Yeah, her thing was that she had like a thousand different pairs of shoes. I, I don't know. Oh, yes. Right. She was pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the only person to get pulled over by a police officer in this montage is the Black Father. Yeah. Right. Which I was thinking like, maybe it's just hyper real. Like that checks out. Um, but I know it's like the troupe is like somewhat diverse, but then they just really lean into stereotypes about everybody. So it yeah. kind of cancels itself out. Then we have the blonde kid with the sexy book writing mom and uh, Chica yeah. Chica Barnfell. Which, yeah. Carla uh, horse, horse, yeah. Who you might recognize from the movie classic <laughs> Sucker, Sucker Punch. Punch. Yeah. <laughs> or as he did not. It, Hooker Fight. Hooker Fight, yes. Uh, which, um... I, I don't think I noticed it in the first scene, but then I was like looking up facts during it and she lied about her age and said yeah. she was like, actually 16. Especially like later on in the movie, it's so obvious. She's like a foot taller. Yeah. And she's just a woman and everybody yeah. else is like a little girl. It's kind of bizarre. And like, she was like, oh, you know, I told the director two weeks in but the real thing and he was like sort of pissed and I was surprised. And she's like, of course, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't notice that she yeah. was like a 16 year old yeah she's a totally different kid um which yeah and she plays this it's like it's a weird character 
I couldn't yeah. get a handle on her because she's like a horse riding, but then like a tough yeah, it was weird. And her name is Chica, and like at some point, it, like um, Annie ICU was saying, like, oh, I think she's from Venezuela, but like I think she was just remembering that her parents were in Venezuela, and it's like I yeah. think they just like named their like, child Chica, yeah, third generation Italian daughter Chica, which yeah. is like, bizarre. So yeah, yeah. Um, then we get a little cameo from one of my fave actresses, Mrs. Winslow from Family Matters. Yes, um, she's working at the uniform store where we learn that Phyllis can't wear the uniform the way that it is. She has to make it fashion. Yeah, right? I have a note that that guy in the store, Henri, is like literally Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> he just has like a bow in, the ha- in his hair. And uh, yeah, everybody knows her. And that's how you kind of know that he's like a shopaholic, I suppose. Um, so Phyllis is late for her first troop leader training session. Mrs. Plander. What did I say her name was? Velda Plander is mad um, about that. And um, I think she's got underlying ears. I'm just going to go out and say it. There. Yeah, she's not well. Velda? Yeah. 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 Yes. There's What's a she- whole other movie that can be done about how she's a serial killer. She's obviously still serial. Yeah. Yeah. She's not well. She's not happy. Um, so just to, just to move ahead a little bit. We, we now we see that the divorce is kind of happening and Coach has been living in the guest house and Phyllis is spying on Coach who comes home with her his date, the real estate agent. Real estate agent, yeah. And then she falls off the balcony. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> she's fine. It's a pretty realistic fall, actually. I, I remember thinking, like, as she fell off. Because she didn't fall from that far. Um, but yeah. Um, and then we go to the first, the first girl, well, what is it called? Wilderness Girls. Wilderness Girls thing, which is an overnight camp where she's got all the party rentals. And I love the, I did love the chocolate covered strawberry fondue she yeah. was making. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was going like glamping and pulling it off, sort of, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah first, maybe there was another one earlier and I didn't write it down, but like a couple of weird song choices that are in this movie that don't seem appropriate for Shelley Long. And they sing Kumbaya a few times, which is like yeah, a, I a, know. A, a hymnal of Black ancestry. Yeah. And they also, there's another song in here that has like a, a non white uh, lens around it. I can't yeah, remember. the Kumbaya thing, I, I don't know if it was just that it was like so tied to like hippies and like camping or something that she was like thinking that the way to make this camp legit, like we're all going to sing Kumbaya, you know. I don't know if that was a way to like. That's like what success meant as a wilderness girl. But I also thought that was weird. But it was such like a t- like a 70s kind of thing, wasn't it? I don't know. But then later, the, I did write down later in the movie, they had a Kumbaya remix. And that was- Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> that was yes. probably not good at all. That was, From like the world music CD that you get at like 10,000 villages or something. Yeah, it was not, yeah. Rainforest Cafe. Yes, yeah. Um, and then they go to the Beverly Hills Hotel, right. which... So it, we have the sort of quickest rainstorm in the world 
in California. The quickest Los rain Angeles. machine. It's, it's known is... for all of its rain. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, you can see the rain machine where it's directed. It yeah. was just like, it's just such fake rain. Which, yeah, back to Bridges' comment about the sprinklers. I just want to point out that, yeah, all of LA's water is stolen water. Uh, go watch Chinatown. And mm -hmm. uh, I think there's Cadillac Desert is a book all about how all of LA's water was stolen from success. Right. That is true. Um, so Katie was saying that we're at the, the Beverly Hills Hotel having scary stories around the campfire. Shelley Long tells a scary story about getting a perm. Like that. <laughs> I liked Carlo Gugino's face as there's like, just the girls are terrified. Um, also fun fact that I was reading is I think it's the director or the writer um, that that really happened to her, that she was like right. a Girl Scout leader and then decided and then ended up at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I think oh, she really? was like, yeah, so she was like telling her friends these stories and they're like, you gotta write this down. And um, it became a movie. Oh. She like wrote a book and then it became, I guess, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say she started a blog when they had that. In the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Some strange little cameos in this movie. The first, well, Frankie. Uh, and Annette jumped oh, yeah. by. Yeah, <laughs> in the quickest of cameos. What a throwaway. It made me think that maybe they were literally there and they're like, hey guys, would you do this? I think around this time too, there was like a Frankie and Annette cameo on Full House, which oh. which we all know is one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, I think there was like a little Frankie and Annette comeback. Like, yeah. I don't know. In track suits. Yeah. Yeah, in track yeah. suits. Nora L, not having been raised, you know, the great cultural society that we live in, um, was like, just, who the hell are those people? Why, yeah. like, do these ra two random people, like, what is up with this? And I'd yeah. I mean, yeah, why? And all that, yeah. That's how I felt about the old man at the end of Time Bandits. Is he like a celebrity? What's happening? <laughs> but yeah, you can like tell. It's like, I know I'm supposed to know who this person is, but I don't. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So they get forced out. The, the mean lady comes to the hotel, finds them there, and tells Shelly Long she has to quit. But then they have a comeback at the craft show with the back, the unpractical backpack, which holds <laughs> your clothes on hangers. I loved it. Yeah. But then they just get mocked. Um, that little blonde villain girl has the most punchable face well, that has ever been on screen. Isn't that, um, what's her name from uh, Beverly Hills 90210? Oh, oh, Tori Spelling is Tori Spelling is in there and she's yes. listed as like a prime person in this movie, but she does nothing. And yeah. it's because her father's She's, a big producer. She has like the braids, but then okay. like Velda's- He does nothing in this movie. She's like the best friend of the villain girl, but the villain girl is like Velda's daughter. It's like Donna Martin in 90210. She does nothing. She's the best friend. I know. Until okay. she gets her pivotal storyline later on because she drank at prom and then it's all about Donna Martin graduates. Yeah. But that was like it. Was I like, just want to uh, say that I'm following, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> seen all of that that's a whole other podcast she gives that speech about how not giving kids the condoms is like uh not kidding kids how to swim if you have a pool in your backyard it's a mm -hmm. great metaphor yeah anyway. uh, i thought you're drinking avion uh water philip which is the sponsor of this movie <laughs> i know i do like that it's somehow synonymous with like class like classy oh, it... and like elitism it's, well i was having a conversation with jeff about that because it's like i forgot i took for granted that there was a time in our life when we all just weren't 
chugging gallons and gallons of water through tiny plastic bottles every day. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like we didn't do that when we were kids. And then suddenly like this bottled water came out Uh, and it was like Avion. And then everybody made a big deal because Avion backwards was naive. And it was like, are you naive to drink this water? (laughs) There's no sort of standards for bottled water where there is for drinking water. So it's actually not saying that bottled water can't be better than tap water, but it doesn't have to. Question. Uh, I've been told that um, for that very reason, you should make sure that your bottled water is made out of state because it has to pass like the state line. Like it has more regulation as if it comes from a different state, but I don't know. That, very interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, we also got the, the Kumbaya remix a little bit earlier. We got it multiple times. I think that's why it stood out to me. Um, but Mrs. Herman and Velda Plender uh, create a, like a series of spy equipment, like yeah. really involved spy equipment so that Mrs. Herman can spy on the troop as their assistant troop leader. So she doesn't have to go back to Right. Which is really thrown in her face. Which like, how much is she making as a wilderness girl like troop assistant i'm pretty sure a kmart job would pay more um their relationship really m- reminds me of peppermint patty and marcy yeah like it's a she real has that haircut that's... she has a haircut and at one point she accidentally calls her sir and i'm like yeah. Mar- marcy what's going she on she calls her sir a few times yeah um so the phyllis watches a jane fonda workout tape which i liked she was yeah. just watching it and then eating mayo or she couldn't open the mayo. She was trying to open mayo, something to that effect. And then she takes it to Coach, who like, oh, like strong uh, arm. He wasn't like, wearing a shirt in that scene. Wearing, and yeah. Some of us like maybe had to take a break and like towel off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's I love you, you Coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, if, if if Dennis Quaid is a poor man's, what's his face? What's his name? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. The coach is a king's Dennis Quaid. Ooh, Crazy Nelson is a king's Kenneth. I will say it it, it, once again. It could be a cultural barrier. Uh, Nora L was not impressed with Coach. Just like, why is he built up as this? uh, You know, German people love David Hasselhoff. You know what I mean? (laughs) What? (laughs) They do though. They do. Maybe not Nora L, but that's a stereotype. Um. I mean, he's not, I will say, Craig T. Nelson is usually not, like, the leading man, like, the sex symbol. It is kind of... He's not traditionally attractive. I think he, and it may be from watching Coach that he carries this sort of... Yeah. ...sort of thing. Dad cuteness. Yeah. He's holdover dad cuteness. And he's goofy. He's He's the original dad bod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He can open some mayo. We... (laughs) We, the girls are sad because they feel like their troop sucks. So what do you do? You have a Kumbaya remix and then you do a montage of how to survive in Beverly Hills. Yeah. To earn your badges. Oh, right. Yeah, we have the- Which is um, grooming. Yeah. Should I list it? Go yeah. for it. Okay, grooming. It. That's where you get your hair and nails done. Jewelry appraisal. That's your, funny. Your dance badge. Actually, kind of like that scene. CPR with a handsome cop. That's not how that works, by the way. Just um, people need to know that that's no, that not how is you practice how it works. 
that's not how you practice CPR. Don't actually blow in each other's mouths. <laughs> you go to uh, a retirement home and you teach older folks how to dance. Do the mashed potato. And you describe fall fashions to the blind. Yep. They got a lot of patches. I'm pretty sure that's like high on the list of the blind. It's like, we need to know the fall fashions, you know? Right. I think hey, it's maybe. at this point where they make um, hobo stew, correct? Or... Did you guys catch that? At some point, they they make um, hobo stew, and I believe the quote is, what goes better with hobos than wine? <laughs> well, now I just sound like a lunatic. I, <laughs> well, I, I've got some gaps in this movie. That, oh, yes. You know, I, um, so. Understandably so. There's it's a lot of gaps. That you There's, watched it at all. Then, then, of course, as you do, you take 15 children to divorce court. Oh, like, yeah. Um, to teach them about law proceeding and that's where shelly long no relation realizes that her husband is possibly gonna get remarried that's Which, where it's revealed how fast is that other relationship I know. going like, i know it wouldn't play well in court i don't think they've been on three dates yeah it's very I beverly think. hills everyone no you know very it's like rain <laughs> like monsoons and beverly hills uh i wrote down i don't remember the scene now but i wrote down something about uh turquoise oh <laughs> and yeah. how it was not a good scene <laughs> like cultural the... appropriation oh turquoise. the native american she has like a headdress on oh they're definitely that yeah and they're but and then they're doing like turquoise i think that's kind of part of it right like the yeah. stones i don't know yeah peewee herman gets like two shout outs in this movie too and i was kind of wondering if that was somehow I don't know if they were trying to promote Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, probably cross promotion. Uh, they also had some real, one of the, because I had only a few notes on this, they had like three therapist jokes in the first yes. minutes of this movie. Oh man, uh, I know. Everybody's got a therapist. The one girl is the girl from Saved by the Bell, if you guys recognize her. The like early, like Miss Bliss days, like the early Uh-oh. days of Saved by the Bell. She played oh. Nikki. And so she's the one with the glasses that's yes. like constantly psychoanalyzing everybody yeah um well yeah so Shelley Long's wearing that cultural appropriation headdress when she's talking to Emily who runs away from home because her family has no money and she can't afford like literally no like I think it's seven dollars yeah yeah also like this is true Beverly Hills yeah right that's what I mean millions of dollars why are they demanding like seven bucks to go on some camping trick yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense um they should just have like even if someone should have an inkling that that some families don't have the money and they shouldn't be like asking for it totally agreed um there's a patch ceremony on a boat (laughs) (laughs) or a dock with the dictator yeah it's at the marina or something coach's girlfriend goes over the side of the boat and nobody reacts for a very long time yeah once again in this like relationship that's moving way too fast like so five dates in you're inviting your new girlfriend to your daughter's uh patch ceremony first of all why would she want to go to that it's yeah it just none of it makes sense yeah um mrs plunder gets really mad again and then the next logical step is that Mrs. Herman should move in with Shelley Long. <laughs> that's what you do. But um, it works. It works. You know, like one bad line and she's in. Uh, yeah. So they move in together. Um, and then there's like a cookie battle uh, where it's like, 
the red feather girls have sold cookies everywhere. Nobody wants to buy any cookies um, until Shelly Long rounds everybody up and gets everybody on board to I did sell like, cookies. And I did like that they're like in the living room and she was like, they were like, well, why don't we just buy them all? And she's like, well, I thought of that, but the girls should really do it. Um, and I like that this movie some, uh, often like call, like it's like they call out the dumber. They're like, no, we know, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. So we're going to do something else. I liked that they, um, they called that out. Cause I'm like, yeah, just buy those cookies. What are you doing? And then they do that kind of like super, like jazzy song in front of the Safeway. The song is called It's Cookie Time. It's Cookie Time. And they do it, and then they have an instrumental version of It's Cookie Time. Yes. Which plays later on. Um, and, and it made me think, like, if the local Girl Scout troop did that in front of Safeway, I might buy cookies. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it comes any, with a show. Yeah. I'm a sucker for any Girl Scout selling cookies, really. But that show... Uh, there's a fashion show with Robin Leach and Dr. Joyce Brothers. Yeah, that kind of reminded me of, like, the, um, PTA, like, night at, uh, on Big Little Lies, if you remember. It's just, like, over the top. It's just, like, these parents have too much money. The fact that everybody in the neighborhood is somehow... I guess I'm talking about the ceremony they have at her house. Where they, right, they give so the they check. have a gala, a gala yeah. to celebrate. Right. Where everybody what, can just go to. No one's doing anything. I'd like to point out during that gala that uh, they have the, the jazzy version of Cookie Time. So that's three versions of the same song of Cookie Time <laughs> and three versions of Kumbaya. Uh, so Annie, I see you mentioned she really enjoyed the music. I think movie, it, yes, I was but I'm curious if it's those those two songs. We'll have to have questions for her later. <laughs> yeah. A question and, corner for her. And Cheech, uh, yeah, Cheech right. Marin, <laughs> and he's he falls in love with a dressed up Mrs. Herman, uh, whose first name is Annie, and maybe that's why Annie likes. Yes, this movie. that's right. Uh, I what I didn't want to. Well, maybe I'll save it. Um, Phyllis, I wrote Phyllis has the worst dress ever and a flower choker. Yeah, just for what that's worth. Her outfits are well, most, insane. Most of them are pretty bad. Like she has one or two that are like, oh, wow, that's like fashionable. But like, yeah, mostly they're just like hideous. Yeah, even like eighties hideous. Like I don't unless there's unless there's like designer clothes that I'm just not aware of because I watch a lot of like. Real Housewives, including the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And sometimes they wear things that I'm like, that's just hideous. And they're like, it's fashion. So I maybe it's the same. Maybe she's in like, we have, I don't know if who the costume designer is, but maybe she's in like Yves Saint Laurent and it's just hideous. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so just, just scooching us ahead a little bit, we learned that um coach uh, and Shelly Long have a heart-to-heart, but he wants joint custody of Hannah. And Shelly Long falls in the pool, and she thinks she's drowning, but she gets up and walks out. That was a fun gag. I always like a yeah. good, I'm drowning, it, which I, I call the Robin Hood gag. Um, right. Yes, little John. Um, and Hannah goes to stay at her dad's house. Uh, but by the way, like, here's another example of, like, a kid from the 80s who has to, like, tell adults how to adult because they don't know what to do so she's like giving advice to her mom and giving advice to her dad and like trying not to fall off a balance beam and just like trying to be a kid all at the same time 
and their dad like kind of mentions he wants to be back together with Shelley Long, but it's like that what relationship didn't make any sense. Um, yeah, makes sense. Um, Shelley Long overdoses on Avion water, sponsored by Avion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, and the kids get so excited about the jamboree, jamboree, <laughs> jamboree. Jimbery, which is another Jim Belushi's gonna be at the Jimbery. <laughs> no, like, Jimbery is like a place where like little kids go to do exercise. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like a little Jimbery. I'm like, not the, in on that. Well, yeah. get you ready. will be soon. Um, so, and at this point, it's interesting because they've really won, right? At this point, like all of the girls get together and they're like, we don't care what they think about us. We don't care that we don't have patches. We don't care about anything. We love each other. And we should, they should really just go on a camping trip. Like no one needs to be a wilderness girl, which is frankly like the Girl Scouts and MLM, a multi-level marketer. But they then decide to go on the Jamboree and um, compete. (laughs) Which, yeah, it was this fun little sort of orienteering, like, I think it's called, like, hashing, where you have to, like, find orientation points, but also that there was arrows involved, which doesn't make sense, because that's not orienteering. Right, Um, exactly, exactly. But, uh, I don't know, like, of just the finding your way seemed like a cool thing, especially, like, camping halfway through. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I did have a question about like when they start this out, it's like a camping race. I don't know. I was curious as to the rules. It's like, well, can you get up at like four in the morning and then just go? Like, what are the rules about it? My guess, and once again, they they sort of change them plot dependent, but they all start at the same time with that sort of like whistle. And I think each troop has a different path go but somehow like the red feathers are able to then find another team's path, have time to change their arrows, which yeah. once again, if you're orienteering, you shouldn't need arrows. Right. Exactly. It's, did you guys talk about, uh, sorry, I stepped away for a second about the skunk that got turned into a hat. No. <laughs> so did she get like, she got sprayed by it, right? Um, she would have had to have. Yeah, I guess so. terrible. She, was, she, she can was spray, pissed. then she turns it into a hat. She cuts a bridge so the kids can't walk over it. Like, she's really, you're right, she's a psychopath. She's like, murdered multiple people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Also, when they're crossing that log, like, why don't they just, like, sit down on it? Uh, There's yeah. a lot of things about that crevasse. So they cross at, like, the most high-risk place. The other side of it, you could just walk down and walk up. It's not that hard. Right? Yeah, I know. Um, and uh, Jenny was, Lewis, yeah. at this point, you understand like Jenny Lewis is not really practicing on the balance beam very much at all. Like she's terrible at it, um, and so is Shelley Long. And yeah, like it's 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 bizarrely high risk uh, when it didn't need to be. There was a lot of sort of very German accented <laughs> comments from our ho- our hospital room, being like, "Just sit the fuck down and go." You know, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the mean lady falls. She yells ankle really loud. Ankle. And, That's and right. I hate children. Um, yeah. Even though she has one, right? Surprise. I don't know if she has a child. Oh, wait. Isn't the blonde... that that little girl is her daughter, right. isn't it? The blonde? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They kind of look alike, which is, I think, on purpose. Yeah. Um, and they take her, they turn her, they turn their backpacks into a stretcher i don't understand how although i i love the fact that her own daughter like turns her back on her mom yes leave her there 
That's that's awesome. That's a good little moment. Yeah. It's a vindication moment. Um, And then uh, the red feathers disqualify. That's the next thing I I wrote. And uh, Troop Beverly Hills wins. Yeah. You got to read the rule books. Troop Beverly Hills wins. And then Craig T. Nelson and Shelley Long get back together. And I think there's a movie that's developed about it, like a, or a documentary that they're filming the final thing on. Oh, that's right. Oh, because right. one of the girls' Is fathers. A dad who then hires the broke-ass actor guy. <laughs> Forgot about right. that part. Uh, yeah. And, and then Vel- Velma Velda has Velda to work at Kmart, which this movie deems as the the worst thing ever is to work retail. Kmart also did not want to sponsor this. No <laughs> kidding. If I was a Girl really? Scouts, I'd be fine with it. If I was Kmart, I'd be like, I'm sorry, what are you doing in this movie? <laughs> really ragged on Kmart. Or, or just the Kmart like employee union probably hated this yeah. Why was Walmart so successful, but Kmart wasn't? What's the difference? I think it just uh, had a ton more money, right, eventually. Those Walmart people are so rich. They're like the top the top ten richest people in the whole world. Probably had like Sam Walton, right? Yeah, they've got shadier business practice. Um, Yeah, I think they're much more race to the bottom. Yeah, hey Walmart shoppers, we've become a like (laughs) economist class (laughs) podcast. Uh, Is that the end of the movie? That's it. I think so. All right, Troop Beverly Hills. Hills. Ooh, harmony. Hills. Um, all right. So, um, should we get into our HBDs? Hummers, yeah. bombers, and dumbers. And I do have some questions for this movie. Okay. Um, Let's HBD so we, it we can first. HBD it and then do some questions. I'll yeah. get them all ready. I'll get them all loaded. Ooh. All right. Let's start on the positive. Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, well, we can talk about that when we talk about is it for real, but, um, I guess, uh, I'll pick a very specific Hummer, which okay. is we talked about Shelley Long's outfits and how strange they were but she wore a dress during that meeting where she like rounded up the parents that had a bird on it that was like (laughs) this like applique bird that like stuck out like a parrot on her shoulder and it was like three-dimensional and sculpted and just like so over the top and so weird and I that is my hummer that bird dress because I was like yes I love it um so my hummer I did laugh at a lot of points in this movie. Um, but I think my Hummer is the woman that plays Marcy to Velda's peppermint patty, who was on SNL at some point, right? Yeah. She's like a comedian. Um, what I really like is it's more of like a reverse Hummer where I'm so glad it's not my bummer, where at one point I thought, you know, she throws away her spy glasses and she's just like, screw this. I don't need, like, I'm on Shelly Long's side. I don't want like Velda's side anymore. And I really thought that they were going to have to have this like whole scene or like, I don't know, 15 minutes of where they realized she was spying on them. And then that becomes this thing, you know, like where it's like, oh, yeah. um, and she would have to be like, well, at first I was manipulated into it, but then I realized that you all are my best friends. And maybe that hit the cutting room floor. Maybe that scene exists, but I am so hummed up on the fact that they didn't even explain it. It's just that she was clearly manipulated from the beginning. Now she's not, she's living her true self and now they're best friends. That I like. <laughs> Um, I, going back and forth between two different Hummers, um, I think I've settled on one. I was, so the one that's not going to win is sort of the sexy book lady, you know, she's Mm. sort of like spitballing ideas with her daughter and just like, 
I guess like a Daniel Steele knockoff sort of thing. And just, yeah, I, I did chuckle on that one. But my actual Hummer is going to be, I loved how invested the maid was in all oh, of Oh, yeah, Rosa. Um, she's just completely bought in. Now, once again, there's probably some sort of like horrid backstory of why yeah. she has to be, similarly to why the uh, landscaper can't acknowledge that clothes totally. are on him. It's like so, a get out situation. Yeah, but uh, just that she's completely bought in really, really tickled. Nice. Fun fact about that lady, um, does anybody, I guess I'm looking at you, Bridget, do you know where um, she's appeared uh, Ooh, other no. than Beverly Hills, True Beverly Hills? Tell me more. There's a lot of people in this film that also star in uh, Beverly Hills 910, and I could not get oh. how I knew her. I was like, how do I know her? How do I know her? And she plays Dylan McKay's mother in Beverly Hills 90210. What? Yeah. No, no, she does not. Shelly Morrison? Is that her name? Oh, that's her name. Oh my Yeah, God. it's like his mother that like lives in some treehouse in his Hawaii. His mom looks very different than this woman. Are you well, sure? Where did you hear this information? I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty where, sure it's where true. Where did you look it up? On a reputable site or was this... Uh... Oh, she died last year. Oh, oh man. She was on uh, Will and Grace. As it was on maid. eight. She also played a maid. No, that's no, no. Sorry, that's Rosa. That's the maid. I'm talking about the 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 um author mother. The oh novelist. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, they look but different than each other. Yes. But now I'm upset that the woman who played the maid played a maid um in in multi, multiple aspects of well, her career. Well, that actually. Um, I'm going to bring question corner into it because that's actually one of our our question, which is, um, is the actress who played the maid better in True Beverly Hills or Will and Grace? And that comes from Lisa. Ooh. Is she a better maid in True Beverly Hills or Will and Grace? Um, I guess so. I've never seen really any full long episodes of Will and Grace. I can't really speak to it. Have I'm you? Kind of the same. No, I can't. I mean, really I could. It. Will and but Grace is definitely. To... Yeah, I know enough about it to do an improv scene about it, but yes. I don't know. <laughs> Me too. I Classic think Bridget. Yeah, I know. I think because of what Phil was saying, she's pretty committed in this. Like, maybe I'd have to go with True Beverly Hills. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um. All right. What's your What's dumber for you guys? What's your dumber? I have a dumber. Um. And maybe I don't understand it, but something we didn't talk about was the whole plot line that Craig T. Nelson went like Shelley Long put Craig T. Nelson through law school by clipping coupons and then won't actually get you through law school. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They don't take (laughs) coupons at Georgetown law, but then what happens is he becomes a like seemingly like hyper local mascot for a muffler company as lawyers are wont to do yeah and then makes like millions of dollars on this commercial and i just like didn't that to me seemed pretty dumb like the amount of loans that you'd have for law school and like the the type of commercial like you're in hollywood you're in la if you were a for instance if he became craig t nelson i would believe that they owned that house but like he's a very local commercial muffler 
person, um, which those commercials I enjoyed. That is Craig T. Nelson. That I feel like would help Nora L. understand like his appeal because like him as like that muffler is kind of hilarious. I don't, I don't know if she has like a muffler <laughs> fetish. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe we're, we're dissimilar in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just didn't get it. And I'm like, there's no way this is how they're affording that house. So that's my definition. I did not follow that he was a lawyer. I thought he was a muffler salesman. Yeah, I, had, I missed that's... that completely. Um, yeah, th- she says that's like in one of their arguments. Huh. Well, once again, it's a grab bag mix of people that are in this troop of just between dictators, muffler oh, yeah. salesmen. Uh, Somebody well, filing for well, unemployment, apparently. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Phil, what's your dumber? Um, my dumber, um, uh, okay, I, I was gonna say that the whole, like, them getting back together, just because they never really explained why they were, you know, break, getting divorced, and then why they should get back together, just was purely because of the plot, of just like, oh, we need them to be divorced at the beginning of this movie, and we need them to get back together at the end. There wasn't, like, any sort of learning process, but once again, this isn't mine. My, my... Dumber is actually going to be, they tried to do something and I just don't think it works in that in this movie, they try to combine the snobs and the slobs into one group of people. Um, Because Troop Beverly Hills, they are both the snobs and the slobs. And it's it's basically, I'm sure there's another story. Like, I'm sure if this is a story told from Troop Beverly Hills. I bet yeah. the Red Feathers are actually really nice people. And it's just because this story is told from the perspective of Troop Beverly Hills that they seem awful. But I'm sure uh, there, there's another movie in here where it's just from the true slobs. Um, yes. How they it's- sort of lost to these like rich Beverly Hill uh, people. So yeah, it's, they tried to mush them together and you can't do that. Slobs and snobs stay separate. Yeah, the uh, whole like underdog thing of this yeah. trip. I just like, I'm like, the, I don't really feel bad for you. Yeah, Silver it's, Spoon. Yeah. It's kind of just an example that like history is written by the winners, right? right? And I totally agree with you. Like even at the, the like um, uh, fashion show where they're being made fun of is like, I'm from Beverly Hills. It's like, even the making fun of doesn't even hold up. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know who we're supposed to be rooting for. So right. yes, I, I agree with you, Bill. My uh, dumber is just Tori Spelling in this movie because <laughs> like I, when I was like purchasing it to, to watch, <laughs> I was like Tori Spelling, like she gets top billing and then just, she's just not in it. And it just reminds me of like, when I watch 90210 or how I, when I continue to watch it, like just how unuseful she is in that show and how annoying it is that her dad as a producer, like has gotten her into all of these different roles and different things that she's done. And she's not a good actor. <laughs> and uh, I feel bad for her. Yeah. But, I, I yeah, feel bad, dumb. unfortunately, and like try to find her in this because I couldn't, I thought she was someone else. Yeah. Um, it's pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. All right, on to the the bum. On to the bummers. Uh, I need a second, so someone else go first. All right, my bummer is uh, the kumbaya in this movie. Just how many times they used it, how many times they did a remix of it. I just don't think it's appropriate, and I don't think it's when they get when it gets real sort of drummy, and it just doesn't feel right in this movie. Yeah. And I did some research into the song itself, and it's like got ties to like 
slave hymnals and things like that. And it just felt weird to me. And my bummer, and this is maybe a common theme for me with other movies too, but like the amount of weaponry that Velda uses, um, I think we kind of already hit on it where like she could be a serial killer. Like it's just like a bummer, like the knives and the uh, crossbows and skinning a um, skunk. Like I just like didn't need that level of violence to not like her. So it was yeah. just like, eh, tone it down, Troop Beverly Hills. Like you're kind of just you're making yourself almost R-rated here. So that was my bummer. Uh, I'm gonna make mine. Um, so Annie Herman, the sort of assistant spy, just how much she's like browbeat and sort of like bullied and doing what like because you know this has been going on for years and years and years like this isn't the first oh yeah and just she seemed like a pleasant woman and knowing that this she'd been in this sort of like abusive co-worker relationship for a long time was a big bummer yeah yeah um and uh all right do we do do some some questions question corner Question corner. Okay. So I have um, uh, two more questions from Lisa. I'm not going to give a last initial because that's how she saved in my phone, which is okay. how I'm calling on people. So um, Lisa asks, uh, which of Shelley Long's outfits from the movie uh, is your favorite? Well, I already said mine. It's uh, the off the shoulder bird um, look, <laughs> which I appreciate a lot. Um, I was Googling some of her outfits, but that, that's my favorite outfit. I'm just going to go off the cuff, uh, off the cuff, literally, and say that at some point, I think it might be when they spend the night at the Beverly Hills Hotel, she has these like fleece, just cuffs that she comes out with that like these <laughs> giant like muffs on her wrist um, that I think is hilarious. She's also wearing a slip in front of like just a bunch of children and it's very yeah. strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember enough of the outfits. I'm going to say it was during, I think, the gala or when they were trying to drum up money for cookies that she's wearing sort of a very reserved yet with a cape uh, Wilderness oh. Girls outfit. I was like, oh, that actually looks good. Yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, I'm going to, I can't remember the like gaudy one, so I'm gonna say that one. This one has. Is this the cape? Yeah, it was when it had like a yeah gold lined on the yeah. inside. Yeah, that was a nice. That was a nice look. Yeah. I did enjoy that cape too. Yeah, she kind of looks like Captain EO. <laughs> <laughs> um, secondly, uh, who had the best vibe or spirit while singing "Cookie Time"? Absolutely. Oh, well, it's I the think- boxer's daughter, right? Yeah, the host like of Cookie 100%. Time. She's the lead. She's got that wig on, and she's yeah. amazing. She's like Tina Doing Turner. Like a Tina Turner, yeah. Yeah, yes. I won't take any other suggestions. I feel like she's, they, they based it, they heard that girl singing Cookie Time in the shower, and they built a movie around it. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we have um, not so much questions from Annie ICU, but from Annie ICU's sisters, um, oh. of which she has two, and each have a question. So one, um, which I think we're just going to have to improvise the answer to this unless we've done some research, is what was Shelley Long's take? This comes from uh, Sister Betsy. Mm-hmm. What was Shelley Long's take on the movie and its legacy? Is it a cult status? She uh, famously hated it. Got um, it. She has berated <laughs> anyone that brings it up to her and generally throws a drink in their face. I think. Is that true? 
<laughs> oh, you're making it up. We, we don't. <laughs> We're just improvising <laughs> it. it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I see. My guess is she has a house because of this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure she likes that house. Yeah. Um, that's my impression. I actually took a deep dive into Shelley Long as I'm, um, yeah. after, after this, but I listened to um, a couple of interviews with her about Cheers and she didn't talk about Troop Beverly Hills, but I don't know. My guess is that she, she likes the muse- movie and probably is surprised and likes that it's like a little bit of a cult classic. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't see anything negative about her feelings about it. So I'm going to say that she's like, yeah. I mean, she, what else, what else? She didn't have any like things in her career that were like, you know, like Oscar winners or things like that. Right. She always kind of played this like goofy. Yes. Fun fact that I forgot is that I think originally, I think the studio, somebody wanted the, um, the lead to be played by Bette Midler. And the writer was like, no, 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 that would be totally wrong. It's got to be Shelley. Honestly, I don't think she fit completely into this role. Interesting. Uh, I just didn't. Whereas I, I think I would have actually seen Bette Midler a better fit for like this sort of maybe more out comedic. Of touch, yeah, uh, like more over the top, almost like yeah. More, yeah. It's just yeah. I don't. I don't know. I just don't see Shelley Long as in this role very well. She's <laughs> definitely not over the top. That's true. She's almost too likable in a sense. Right. And she's got to be, she's, she's a character cartoon almost. So I yeah, think she's got to play much one that. I constantly saw her just sort of playing this yeah. cartoon of, of this. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Um, and then the last question I have comes from Annie ICU's sister, Kate, which okay. is, was there backlash from the real Girl Scouts? Uh, and, What's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh, I like that. I like it. So I think we kind of already asked the backlash question where there was so much backlash that they wouldn't even let their name be used. And I think that was probably the extent of it. I don't know if there's a lawsuit or anything. Um, But my favorite Girl Scout cookie is Samoan, now renamed Caramel Delight. Same. But there is a discontinued Girl Scout cookie that I loved, which was a a lemon cream filled cookie. Mm. And if I ask the Girl Scouts about it, they're like, we have this other lemon cookie now and it's disgusting. And I've bought it. (laughs) I replaced it with this other one. And I was like, it was like an Oreo, but it was like vanilla cookie with lemon. Oh my God. I know what you're talking about. It was delicious, but I I will stick with the caramel delights because that is a, it's coconut and you're confused, but it fits on your pinky finger. Uh, and you like it. It's good. Samosa? Was that the original? Samoan. Samoan. It's not a Can I tell, can I tell a quick story about that? Yeah. Um, my, my boss, who many of you know, Jennifer A, um, Jennifer A.R., she, I, I was saying, I was telling her how, um, Samoans are now called Caramel Delights. And she was like, that can't be true. And I'm like, yes, it is. They renamed it. And she's like, what? And I was like, they renamed Samoan Caramel Delights. Now some are called Caramel Delights. And she's like, that is not possible. And I was like, yes, it is. And she's like, you're telling me the country of Samoan is now called Caramel Delights. I'm like, no, the Girl Scout cookie. Uh-huh. Like, 
Amazing. That makes so much more sense, which is ironic because I'm pretty sure that's why they were renamed. Yeah. If we just renamed every country like a delicious dessert, maybe we'd all get along better. Probably. Ugh, heal the world. And if the United States thinks they're going to be apple pie, I'm leaving uh, for other Guess reasons. Again. That, Guess again. Because I hate pie. Dirt Fun cup. fact. The, uh, the woman who thinks that Samoans are called caramel delights, um, the people, I just got some uh, very cute mittens from her. Oh, good. Aww. Good for you. Know. They're very, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're, they're pinky mittens. <laughs> That's cute. That's pinky awesome. Pinky cookies and pinky mittens. <laughs> uh, but Samoans are, are, yeah, caramel delights, which I also, I just think is a horrible name. It's like, don't just call it what it is. Like, I know. You know. They gave it, It's like they gave up. They were like, well, we can't have our name, so what is it? And call it like Sizzle like, Drizzle or something. Like, oh, my exactly. God. I love that name. <laughs> like it? Sizzle Drizzle? <laughs> I would yeah. have. That's a wrestler's name. <laughs> you would have a Sizzle Drizzle. Domingo, Domingo, Domingo. Yeah. the top rope. I think he's definitely calling in the raid for some drizzle. Sizzle Drizzle. <laughs> You're all wet. You're getting wet slowly because it's a drizzle. <laughs> but it's hot. You will soon be soaked in a week. <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I had one question. It was from Nora L. Just was, was this actually a movie about girls, Girl Scouts or whatever? Or was it about getting divorced and getting back to uh, That's a really insightful question because I, I would, I think that's also where the movie maybe falls short because it's, it can't decide which one. Right. Is it who the protagonist is? Like is it I Jenny said, Lewis or is it Shelley Long? I liked the kids actually. I thought that they did, totally. the casting was great. I mean, it could be a little more diverse, but I liked the casting. I thought the girls were all really fun. I did like that it was a movie about girls and women and kind of like them helping each other, even though there was some women on women hating. Um, but I think this is the first movie for me I've watched that might pass the Bechdel test? It must. Yes, it definitely does. Right? At some points. Because <laughs> um, they don't talk about boys that much. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. I mean, they're talking about how they hate other women, mm-hmm. but they are women. <laughs> right. There's going to be a reverse Bechdel test, you know. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I think that's kind of right. Is it like, is it for kids? Because if the movie's for kids, again, like, why are we going to divorce court? And like, why are you traumatizing kids whose parents are getting divorced in the 80s? It was a long buildup at the beginning of the movie where it's all about divorce. It's like, get to the... Yeah, yeah just get to the Girl Scouts. Get yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Okay. Okay. Is it for real? Uh, who wants to go first? I, I mean, I, I know what I'm going to say, but... I, I know. I go, I, I'm going to vote for Philip, the new papa, to go first. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, once again, I mean, you know, watched half of this before birth and half of this after. So, I think it really changed my... <laughs> perspective that's um, an intense perspective on i movie. know <laughs> i like got up to go to the bathroom and get a snack halfway through but yeah, yeah. it's not totally. quite the same so totally. it really sort of put this movie in the crucible like halfway through to you know truly see if it can stand the test of time um yeah i just i didn't like it um i don't know <laughs> if it just wasn't aimed at me or i just thought it wasn't funny enough it was sort of all over the place and just whether the the jokes didn't age well but like the, the just stale therapist jokes and stuff like that mm, it just yeah i don't know for me it just really wasn't for real it just didn't have enough there i would say go watch like parent trap sure either the old one or the new one if you want like a, a movie about divorced parents that get back together 
or um and addresses camp we've got it all in the parrot trap mm-hmm. yeah and or like a scouts movie i don't know if there's a good scouts movie i'd recommend moonrise kingdom yeah there you go that's a great movie i just got that movie confused with moon moonlight different different movie moonlighting um well i'll just layer it on to philip's caramel delight um in that i also don't believe this movie is for real i'm so sorry annie i see you i i am so glad you suggested it because i've always wanted to see it not when yeah. I, you know, and realized I've never seen it before. But yeah, it's just so all over the place. I think this is like the most notes I've taken in a long time, but also yeah. the least I've had to say. Interesting. Just in terms of like what happened in the movie. And um, I just, and I got like really, like I thought the end was sort of anticlimactic. I didn't really, wasn't really like into it. I didn't really like want to root for them. I was like, they could just buy whatever they wanted. I think that was kind of a, a hard sell but I think in the 80s early 90s there was just like this big obsession with what was happening in Southern California and like obviously mm-hmm. I watched 90210 and this like Robin Leach lifestyles of the rich and famous and so they were like well the kids will like that too right. and maybe that's why they made a movie for kids but it just didn't really like as a kid like I'm thinking about like the montage of the shopping or whatever I was like more into pretty woman I was like yeah I like that she's like rough and dirty in Beverly Hills than like <laughs> Um, yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. katie well um it's interesting because i'm not a tiebreaker so my opinion now is uh fairly inconsequential but it's 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 not changed and um spoiler alert even though i work with her now professionally on this podcast i do know annie i see you personally and her opinion does not influence my opinion although maybe it doesn't i'm aware it might be unconscious bias but I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say this movie is for real. Whoa. What? what, what? <laughs> oh, whoa. I won't, I won't say that it's my favorite movie. And truthfully in listening, I, it's interesting because I absolutely agree with everything both of you have said. And I didn't get up to get a snack or have a baby <laughs> in the middle of it. Um, I watched it all the way through. Uh, and perhaps the company I was watching with it with um, influenced me. But I remember watching it six years ago, too, and being like, yeah, I get it. Um, I've, I've always watched it with somebody who was very enthusiastic about it. So that could influence my opinion. But yeah. I think it might be just all the camping. It might be. I did find it um, the funny. The two times camping. Yep. All of it. <laughs> all of the two. <laughs> I know. Or maybe just the wanting more. Um, and I do think Bette Mittler, it's interesting because I could definitely see her being a more compelling, more over the top, um, funnier. Uh, but I also liked Shelley Long. I think I liked that it wasn't like they didn't make Craig T. Nelson a monster. They didn't, I don't know, they didn't fall into some common tropes that I was expecting, which I kind of thought was fun. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe the stakes were like right where I needed them to be, which was like not very high. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say, I would say it's for real. Um, but bizarrely, also agree <laughs> with the, the feedback. Yeah. Well, I think if I was, I mean, like, I'm thinking about, like, my um, little cousin who is 10. Um, and I feel like she would like this movie. Like, to watch it during a sleepover would still be kind of fun. Um, so I think I would recommend it. I'm trying to think if I have any caveat where, like, to fast forward. Once you become 10, don't watch this shit. Yeah. Once you're 10, forget about it. But, yeah, I, I think it's for real. Oh, it's a two to one. Yeah. Not for real. Wow. 
But I will also <sighs> say, like, I'm, I don't think I, I don't think I knew how you guys were going to weigh in. It was interesting. Really? Yeah. I could, I could mm. have seen it either way. So mm-hmm. really? it makes me think, yeah. I know. Yes, exactly. So it makes me think it is actually my real opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you feel confident enough to offer your own opinion on your podcast. My real opinion. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, You guys ready for our song? Yeah. Yeah. wish now i could change my rating that she's my hummer because she kills this performance yeah. Yeah, she's really good so i might give an after after pod a hummer for the lead singer of the girl scout cookie song is it for real at midnight <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh all right friends well philip congratulations thank congratulations you. thank you, thank you. Thank you. Only one week off from for paternity leave for the podcast. I mean, you I know, need to yeah. cash in on all of your full benefits of being an employee of Is It For Real. Yeah, it should be noted that we had to postpone doing the podcast for a day, and it wasn't because of Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and he That's also, true. I think, was the first to propose uh, the date to record. So my dad impressive. had a birthday yesterday. Uh, I really celebrate yes. with my dad. I didn't mean to prop someone up by shit on someone else my dad had a happy birthday birthday. thank you to my dad yeah yeah all right well we'll have our uh our next pod up announcement soon or whatever pick it soon we like to just keep people on the edge that's right i'm sure we'll have an awesome movie all right well so shelly long so long (laughs) too too long (laughs) shelly long i love it Bye. bye